One of the big things we like doing on this show is consumer protection. We do a bunch of it in the Beyond the Norms, but we have a regular guest weekly who is all about consumer protection. I trust you know our friend Jamie Court. C-O-U-R-T is the spelling. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. They are here in the Los Angeles area, but they are a nationwide organization, big time. Check them out at consumerwatchdog.org. It's a nice group of people working hard for us, and we need Consumer Watchdog now more than ever because there's a whole lot going on. And when I say consumer protection, today we've got two topics that touch each of us very, very carefully, very closely, and, and in a very uh, sensitive spot. Uh, for example, our consumer data is being exposed, but also, more to the point, our car insurance is something we need to examine. Jamie Court, thanks so much for coming back on the Norman Goldman Show. Oh, always great to be here, Norman. Thanks. Well, Jamie, consumerwatchdog.org does consumer protection. It's in the name, been doing it for years. And I saw a clip of you on consumerwatchdog.org, again, on local TV, talking about one of my old friends, Mercury Insurance Company, one of the companies I litigated with the most, and uh, a little scam that they're doing now. It's like a classic class action case. They just nip a person, every person, they nip them a few dollars here, a few dollars there, and you add it up, and all of a sudden it's like millions in stolen money. And Jamie, I'm not surprised it was Mercury, but other companies are doing it. The nature of the scam, and you're the expert on it, but it has to do with the renewal of our car insurance and the, the mileage that's estimated for our driving to calculate the rate. Do I have that right? Yeah, you know, in California, we did a great thing. In fact, the founder of our organization, uh, Harvey Rosenfield, was the author of a ballot measure in 1988. It's 30 years now, if you can believe it, Norm. And it did a lot of great things. It, it made auto insurers have to get permission before raising rates, gave groups like ours a chance to challenge those rates, create an elected insurance commissioner, applied antitrust laws to the insurance industry more rigidly. But it also said you can't charge people based on their zip code. We had this big problem, and this still exists in many parts of the country, where people in the inner city, who the insurance companies did not want to insure because they thought they were bad risk based on stereotypes, being asked to pay five, six, seven thousand dollars a year for auto insurance, and you needed auto insurance because the law of the state said you had to have it. So part of Prop 103, the most courageous part, said we're going to base your insurance premium on how you drive, how many miles you drive, and how many years of driving experience you have. Those are the primary determinants, not your zip code. So auto insurers hated that. They fought it, but we won. And that fairness factor is still the prime factor in your auto insurance. So what a company like Mercury Insurance that wants to try to charge a little more to you does is when your annual renewal for auto insurance comes up, they ask you, how many miles did you drive? And most people say five, seven, ten, whatever. They charge you based on that. That's what they have to do under the law. Well, Mercury Insurance adds a 1,000 miles to everybody's coverage every year. If you don't affirmatively respond and tell them, uh, yes, this is how much we drive per year. But they do it in a very sneaky and tricky way. They don't go out of their way to call you. They don't go out of the way to give you one hundred number. They don't go out of the way to give you a survey. They just give you a letter that says we're adding a thousand dollars a year to your auto insurance unless we hear from a thousand very miles. In the of the letter. A, thousand a thousand miles. miles. Right. A thousand miles, which can translate depending upon who you are, into, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, 50 bucks a month could be seven, eight bucks a month. It wasn't the case this person in this TV report. But that multiplied by, you know, a million people's real money to the company. 
It tacks on extra miles because it knows it can charge you more for every mile it says you drove, even if you didn't drive it. So it adds on to what you reported the previous year, 1,000 miles, unless you call to stop it. It's really outrageous. And the Department of Insurance, I think, in California needs to crack down on this. They've allowed insurance companies to add on miles if people don't respond affirmatively to a survey to to self-report their miles. But many people in the Mercury system have been self-reporting their miles. Then they get this letter that buried in the middle of it says, well, if you don't, we don't hear from you, we're going to add this 1,000 miles, and subsequently it's going to cost you more money. It doesn't say it's going to cost you more money, of course. And people are finding out it is costing them more money. So it's a real dirty trick. And um, most of the insurance companies like USA, my insurance company, actually, they reach out to you. They call you. They also give you, you know, a form to fill out. They give you an online option. They give you many ways to answer uh, how many miles do you drive. Mercury doesn't do any of that. It sends you this uh, package that you have to read very carefully in the fine print. It says, we're adding 1,000 miles. Let us know if we're wrong. That's a real problem, and, and, and it's something that I think is probably happening in other parts of the country besides California where mileage is a determinant of auto insurance rates. Zip code is still the primary determinant of auto insurance rates in most states, but mileage also is increasingly a factor. And in that case, people really have to be careful to, with all the documents their insurance company sends them. They have to read the fine print, particularly when it's relating to renewal of their auto insurance, and make sure they understand uh, what uh, their company is doing to them because they do try to sneak in the fine print these extra charges. Well, Jamie, it's interesting because Mercury, in its defense to your uh, to your report and the TV report that helped expose this, uh, said that everybody does it. I mean, I, and I remember when I was litigating against Mercury, that was one of their defenses. Everybody's doing it, even though that wasn't true at the time. Everybody wasn't doing it. Uh, their argument is that everybody's doing it. So, Jamie, do you have any evidence that the other insurance companies are doing this? I mean, well, I'm not with Mercury. I'm not with USAA. I won't name my insurance company because I don't want to give them any free advertising but like you they're very very good about mileage i mean they send me a survey like two months in advance of the renewal very clear very simple here's the mileage online mail it in you can even fax the thing if you want uh but then when they send you the renewal package for the actual money to change hands to renew they state very clearly in big bold letters on the renewal page what the mileage is and it's a range and it's it's always very accurate to write what i reported them so it's never a problem with with the company i'm with which is a big well-known company or the one you're reporting so jamie is mercury lying again when they say that everybody's goosing the mileage a little here and there and trying to hide the fact that they're jacking up the mileage here and there to try and get the rates up a bit well yeah i mean you know all the main brand companies that i know of go out of the way to get you to self-report the mileage correctly and if you fail to do that uh, those companies have the ability add an extra thousand miles to what you drove last year. That's allowed under the law. But first, they take the effort to get the right answer from you. And Mercury doesn't do that. <laughs> Mercury sends you this pro forma letter, and buried in the text is, you better contact us and call us, or, or you know, or here's the miles that you're going to drive, and it's a thousand more, more than last year. Nowhere, of course, does it say we're basing your premiums based on that extra mileage, and it's going to cost you more. So Mercury's found a way around the law once again. I mean, this is a real renegade company. It's run by, uh, we used to say he was an octogenarian, but now he's a nonagenarian. He's 92 or 93, George Joseph. 
And he has been the nemesis of Prop 103, this insurance reform that said you can't charge people, uh, you know, based on their zip code. He sued to invalidate that. He sponsored legislation to invalidate that. He tried to charge people more if they let their coverage lapse, even if they weren't driving. We, as you know, have beaten him in the ballot box, in the courts, in the legislature, every step of the way. It's like Moby Dick, you know, and Ahab, really. Uh, well, and, 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 and we are, I'm not sure which one we are and which one he is, but is that obsessive? So this is a guy who absolutely tries to get around the law every absolutely. week. Just another way. Well, Jamie, and, the, and the biggest, the biggest cases of my career, the biggest cases of my legal career at the end of my legal career, both involve mercury and nefarious business practices. As you well know, you ended up being a big part of, one, of the last case. Uh, Consumer Watchdog did, but Jamie, I'm almost tempted to say that George Joseph and Mercury is up to their old tricks, but they never stopped. They were doing the stuff exactly. before I came exactly. along. They're doing the stuff after I left. I mean, they've just, this is how they are. They are a renegade company, and not all companies are goosing the mileage and trying to hide it. Isn't that true? Uh, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a, absolutely. It, 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 That's the one. <laughs> he's done it in politics. He's done it in the market. He's done it in the courts, and they're still fighting. We, we had a case that you still, you know, that where the commissioner said they can't add the cost of institutional advertising to an insurance premium under the law. And so they try to add the cost of advertising during the Mercury the branding of their, you know, their their tennis tournament down in Carlsbad. And the court said you can't do it, you can't do it, and they're still appealing. I mean, they just, you know, I think he thinks he's going to outlive everybody and outweigh everybody. <laughs> You know, he's, he's 93. I don't know where the guy gets the energy, honestly. I still running the insurance company. Some degree. I mean, if, if he was doing this, you know, he just, just, he's still, he's still on the board. He's got some guy named Gabe Tirador who's running the insurance company, but he's still involved in it. Yeah. He's still calling the shots. He's still the largest shareholder. I don't know. I don't know what's driving the guy. I admire his energy. I just wish he'd put it to some better use, Frank. Well, I, I think he doesn't know what else to do with himself. That'd be my guess. If you're still doing your same job at 93 years old, I think basically that's all he'll, you know, one of the guys who dies with his boots on. Jamie, I got to keep a, this is like old home week in this segment, but I got to keep it moving because there is an, another enormous consumer issue that nobody is talking about. Everybody's drowned out with all the political stuff. And Jamie, if you're just joining us, by the way, we're talking to our friend Jamie Court. He's been with us virtually from the beginning every week. C-O-U-R-T and Consumer Watchdog does go to court for consumers, but they do a whole lot more. Check them at ConsumerWatchdog.org. ConsumerWatchdog.org. Jamie Court, the president. There's a lot of really good, dedicated folks here. And Jamie, we all, I hope, recall that there was a massive Equifax data breach that was reported a few months back. The original report, and the key word there, original, 145.5 million consumers had their data compromised, including names, social security numbers, birth dates, addresses, and in some cases, driver license numbers, driver license numbers and credit card numbers. And by the way, this is from the Associated Press. And it also said that their personal information uh, from thousands of disputed documents were also accessed. So there's all kinds of documents that got get, got spied on. But there's a new report now. The, the, the original has been superseded by a new report. Equifax just disclosed to the Senate Banking Committee, which in turn gave it to the Associated Press. Some might call that a leak. Here's, here's straight out of the Associated Press. Other information 
also what came out of company records. That included tax identification numbers, email addresses, and phone numbers. Details such as the expiration dates for credit cards or issuing states for driver's licenses were also included in the list. Jamie, it sounds like our entire lives got leaked out. 145 million people's entire basic data sets got leaked out and nobody seems to be talking about this. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a, it's a, it's a national scandal, but we've had so many. Uh, you know, we had Target, we had uh, we had the banks. I mean, we, this one though is supposedly the most trusted place our information goes. It's a credit bureau. No one asked them to keep our information and check on our credit. We didn't authorize it, but they had all this information and they didn't keep it properly. That was really the fundamental issue. They didn't update their software. They didn't do a good enough job protecting our information. And they let a, a, a backdoor theft uh, occur, which was the most, I, I think, the most massive in the sense that it, the depth of the information taken was greater. And when you breach one of the three biggest credit bureaus, I mean, that just goes to the heart of the financial system. Uh, and identity theft, you know, can result depending upon who got that data. So... You know, I think that this new revelation just underscores the fact that we haven't taken steps to require the reporting credit reporting agencies or the banks or the targets of the world to do more to protect our information. They have to now tell us when there's a breach in many states, including California. They didn't do a very good job of telling us. In fact, the Equifax case, you know, some of the executives who are privy to that knowledge sold off their stock before making the disclosure. I mean, you know, that tells you the culpability of the people at the top of this company and not telling the public before they save their own, uh, you know, shares. Uh, and I think that there's going to be some, some charges filed against these people. There were some people who lost their jobs, but what big picture has to happen is we have to have a standard that says companies like Equifax or frankly companies uh, like our credit card companies that don't do a good enough job protecting our information should be liable for negligence. They should be responsible and they should be financially responsible. They should pay a big price to the people whose uh, data was compromised because the problem we have under the law, and you know this as a lawyer, is that our privacy isn't well protected, not because we don't have constitutions like California's that says our privacy is a fundamental right, but because when someone steals our personal information, there is no monetary value to it. It's not like lost money or property. You can't go to court to sue the perpetrator, to sue the abettors like these credit bureaus. We need to establish a right under the law that says our money and our, our, our property and our privacy have the same weight. And when someone violates our privacy and takes our personal data, we can go to court and hold them accountable for a lot of money in a class action lawsuit and in other ways. And that's actually something that we, uh, we as Californians have a chance to vote on in the ballot in November. Uh, there's an entrepreneur in the Bay Area who's working to qualify a ballot measure, and he's got more than 25% of the signatures he needs, a guy named uh, Alistair McTaggart. And the ballot measure does establish this right that if a company doesn't protect your data, it constitutes gross negligence. And privacy rights under the law after the ballot measure uh, goes before voters and the voters pass it would basically qualify as, a, as an injury in fact, the same as lost money or property, and you'd have a right to go to court and hold any company accountable that didn't protect your data and was supposed to protect your data adequately. Wow. I think most Americans don't know they ha don't have wow. that right now, hmm. and I think they'll go for that ballot measure. So 
things could change, but it's going to take a ballot measure because obviously the people in Congress and the people in the White House, this is the last thing on their mind. They'd right. rather be talking about a whole lot of other things. Well, to so that Stormy point, Daniels, you know. Well, well, but to that point also, one of the other ways to hold them accountable, that like the Equifaxes and all these companies, is to have an effective Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. But that has now been completely disabled, hobbled, right? The FTC is not being aggressive at all. So essentially, with the war on class action lawsuits, the stocking of the federal judiciary with Republican judges hostile to class action lawsuits, with the Supreme Court basically approving all these ridiculous arbitration agreements and striking class action uh, remedies. Uh, Jamie, it's, it's a bleak day for consumers, especially when this kind of Equifax breach and, and nobody talks about it and the government doesn't do anything. It's impossible to sue them because, as you say, there's no value uh, to this data legally. Jamie, anyway, I got to leave it there. We could talk about this forever. I really appreciate you taking the time. If you don't know Jamie Court, check out consumerwatchdog.org and you'll find Jamie Court, the president there. A lot of great people. Jamie, thanks as always. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Norm.